This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from bee social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. And a big welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone to this episode of the Swarm Unplugged. As all of you know, we're here to introduce the bees.social community. We all have a chance to see each other from time to time. We're on the, on the nighttime uh, uh, calls and uh, during some of the other events, but how well do we actually know each other? With hundreds of people, we want to know everybody as well as we can. And today, I have a very special guest, and that is uh, Ed King. So instead of me telling a whole lot about it, we'll just let him talk for himself. So let's welcome Ed to the show. Ed, welcome to the Swarm Unplugged. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me aboard. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. You know, I uh, I know we were talking before we, uh, we got on here. And of course, I'm going to tell the audience right now that uh, I really don't do this on purpose, folks. But in the first few episodes, it seems like everybody that I have on is from Texas. Tell us where you're from, Ed. <laughs> uh, I live in Houston now, but I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, six hours east of Houston. But I got to Houston and Texas as fast as I could. <laughs> now, what drew you to Texas? Oh, there's many reasons. Uh, I like big city. Uh, there's opportunity. Uh the people very friendly here. Uh, it was relatively close to home, about six, eight hour drive. So it's, it's doable. Uh, okay. Those are the biggest reasons. Right. And it, you enjoy a bigger city, really? Uh, I have a limit. Uh, since I've moved here, which was in 06, uh, it was a big city. But man, it's God, ever since I've been here, it's been blowing up like crazy. It's like everywhere I go, there's like new construction. I moved around a lot in the uh, 14, now going on 15 years I've been here and like, it's almost unrecognizable. There are some areas that used to have grass and now it's, you know, high rises, condos, apartments, restaurants. It's, From it's, grass it's, to asphalt and concrete, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah, to so. it. Yeah. It is amazing how city grows so fast. I, uh, the last time I visited Houston, I uh, came into the uh, Houston airport. And I think we drove 45 minutes to get downtown. Yeah, which, there wasn't uh, anything in between, hardly. <laughs> was it Hobby or uh, Bush? Ho hobby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, way we out there. To, uh, if people don't know, Houston now has two international airports. Uh, hobby, was, it, hobby became the second one. They opened an international wing hobby uh, son of like a couple years ago. Well, the size of the city, it probably deserves uh, two airports. Uh, to handle all the traffic coming and going now yeah what is what is it that you do uh, uh during the main part of the day so i am an oil and gas accountant for two uh small oil and gas companies i handle all the uh financial operations of running uh oil and gas wells uh, mm -hmm. i've been doing that for going on 10 and a half years now i originally started with one company uh, and then a year later, after 
uh, a year later, we started a spinoff company where essentially I just do the same thing. So you pretty much add those two together. And that's how I got the uh, 10 and a half years of total experience uh, as an oil and gas accountant. Um, okay. I, I do the monthly close. Uh, I help with uh, annual audits and uh, any other special projects uh, that are asked of me regarding the uh, finances and the performances of these uh, wells. Have you ever gone out to visit one of the wells yourself? No, uh, unfortunately, uh, I haven't uh, because they are in different states. Uh, because okay. of what I do, I, I can't divulge uh, where they are, but uh, I have not yet visited any of them. I don't think I will just because they're so, they can, well, they're kind of far. Okay, I got you. Can, can you imagine being an accountant during the, uh, the old wildcatter days in the oil business? Well, people may not know this, but we're kind of in a wildcatter phase today, even with what's going, what's going on last year with uh, COVID and the, uh, the drop in the oil and gas prices. Mm -hmm. uh, their oil and gas, uh, yeah, there's, there's still yet to be uh, found and developed and pulled out the ground. Um, so it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I know at one point in time, they were capping wells, and I'm sure they started reopening some of those here and there. Uh, yeah, what uh, and a lot of people might not realize that, but turning on and, and turning off an oil well is, is not that simple. It's more complicated than people think. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of people that need to be in place. Uh, there's a lot of safety procedures that you need oh, to yeah. follow because you don't want an oil and gas well to blow up when that is a very real possibility uh, with those wells. Um, so it, it, it is a very dangerous endeavor. It can happen. We don't want it to happen, but there's always that risk. Oh, um, yeah. And they, a lot of wells were shut, what they call shut in, which is you, temporarily you turn it off and you just can't flip the switch to turn it back on. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite a process. I, uh, I grew up around Amarillo, Texas, and that's um, uh, near and part of the Permian Basin, where a lot of oh, it yeah. discovered uh, back in the 80s and uh, seven, 60s, 70s, and 80s in that range. And it's, it's, it's uh, kind of calmed down since then. But I, I grew up around wildcatters and uh, geologists that would, uh, uh, people that would lay down. In fact, my uncle was a wildcatter, and he, he'd drop a million dollars on a dry hole and then move go broke one day and he'd be back in the money the next day. It was a wild time. <laughs> yeah. There's a, in fact, there's a running joke in the industry is, uh, and it goes like this, uh, the oil and gas industry will make you a multimillionaire, but that's if you start off as a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a very high risk. Uh, no, uh, no guaranteed, uh, return. Um, yeah, the Permian basin did get hit hard. A lot of wells did, uh, uh, either they got shut down or, or like I said, uh, you know, temporarily turned off and to turn them back on. And it's, it's a lot of, it's going to be yeah. big effort. Well, you, you talk about high risk though. You're kind of in another high risk area when you talk about cryptocurrency, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I understand that, but my logic is this. I've seen this happen twice in my life already. I saw this with the internet. I saw this with social media. I was in the, there was nothing I could do about those. 
even though I saw them happen because I was younger, yeah. you know, I wasn't even working. Um, I know something when I see it and this is like internet 2.0, this is going to happen whether people realize it or not. Um, and I want to, and now I'm in the position to, to do something about it and capitalize on this, uh, this new wave that's about to crash. Brody, even though there's risks there, how do you mitigate the risk? Because you know, there, I compared this the other day on a program uh, that uh, cryptocurrency and finding the right coin was, was like wildcatting because you can drill a lot of holes that are dry and you'll eventually hit one that's, that's going to produce oil. And I think uh, crypto, I kind of can relate that to CRISPO. And that's the reason I brought up the oil business. But uh, how do you mitigate the risk, Ed? Uh, well, that's a good question. I just know, uh, well, if you go back to the oil and gas industry, uh, it is very high risk, but like the age old business saying goes, high risk, high reward. Mm -hmm. uh, and that in the oil and gas industry, there are ways to mitigate that risk. Uh, what uh, another thing, it's oil and gas is a very complicated industry. It's not as simple as people think. Uh, because it is very expensive, a lot of companies, you name them, the big guys like uh, Exxon, Chevron, Shell, uh, BP, even all the way all the way down to the small companies like me, the way they spread their risk around is they form uh, partnerships uh, and they split the cost based on how much they want to put in. Mm -hmm. And they'll do that for as many as one small well. They'll do that for many wells. They'll do that for an entire field. Um, that's how they mitigate their risk. And crypto can be like the same way. It's like, okay, do you, do you put a little bit here? Do you go all in? Uh, Mm -hmm. Some some companies, uh, because like I said, it's very expensive. They'll they'll front the whole cost of one small well, or they'll go look for a partner for let's say twenty to forty percent interest, or they'll find like twenty to thirty partners at two to three percent interest. Uh, so that's kind of how they mitigate the risk in you know trying to develop a well to get oil and gas out the ground. And crypto can be the same way. It's like okay, do I put everything here? Do I put a little there? Uh, that's kind of how I see how you mitigate risk in crypto. Now, do, do you find yourself using your accounting experience in the, uh, when you're looking at crypto? Uh, yeah, I do, I do a little bit of it. Uh, it. It depends on the project or the crypto that I'm looking at uh, and mm -hmm. how, how confident uh, I feel on where it's going to go. Uh, on, on top of that, it's like, where am I getting in at? So right. it's like, okay, is, am I, I'm just using this as an example. Am I getting in at less than the penny or am I getting in at, you know, where it is right now at like 30 cents or a half a dollar? And do I still think it's got enough upside or potential for me to want to put X amount of dollars in and, and ride it? Right. How long, how far? So oil and gas is the same way. And like I said, I've seen this personally uh, in the past five, not at the same time. I have literally seen, millions of dollars go down a long dark hole never to return to see the light of day that's how that's how risky oil and gas is oh like, sure yeah i have literally seen millions of dollars go down a hole never to return and i watch these things i watch these wells like every day for months like so not only do oil and gas wells cost many millions of dollars like a lot of things can go wrong as you're trying to drill I mean, you're just trying to drill a hole. You're not even trying to get to the well. You got to get to the hole first. And then you got to like case it. You got to get the wellhead to pump it. it. I mean, 
like the amount of money that could be spent in one day is like it'll make people hurl. Like I was like, it's not, and this is not even my money too. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is this is nuts. <laughs> well, I think uh, that makes you very appropriate for uh, the crypto area, though. You have you have a high tolerance for risk based on what you're doing right now. Uh, yeah. Wow. When, like, when did you get into to be social? A uh, great question. Uh, I had a good family friend of mine that that's really good friends with one of the. Uh, with one one person he knew there and he told me about it and I'd known this guy for years and he literally said, uh, man, I'm dropping everything to do this. And it's like, you should take a look at it. I looked at it. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can see where this is going. So that's kind of how I got into crypto. And, uh, in fact, that's kind of my main focus now is kind of crypto. How long ago was that, Ed? Oh, it was back in, I think, August, August, July or August last year. Okay. So it's fairly new. It's, it was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in the early stages of Bitcoin or anything. So it was, it was pretty recent. Right. Okay. And then, so that was uh, just after actually uh, B Social actually, or uh, Opus Financial opened up then, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was right around that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're, and during that time, and I, I, I see your uh, comments from time to time, and you've got some, yeah, some real good insight on uh, uh, how everything is being set up now. Do you see a lot of differences now between how, how you began with it and what you're seeing on how the new people that are coming in now, do they have an advantage now? Or, or do you, is, is the way it's set up and the way it's uh, maybe the ease of use, is there an advantage now than Back then? Yeah, it, it is a lot easier than when I got started. Uh, the way I look at it is, uh, so I'm kind of an Air Force guy. And uh, mm-hmm. the reason why I like the Air Force is not only is personal bias, but I, I like the approach that they take in a lot of things. So for example, like building a state-of-the-art aircraft, uh, right? They they get one of these companies to test it, prototype it, and then they award the winner and then they will have a, an experimental squadron to test it, to see, okay, is this thing going to fly? Is it going to fly well? And then once they check off on that, they'll send it to a a test and evaluation squadron, which is these guys are going to like pretty much throw it through the ringer, like simulated combat to see, okay, it flies well, but can it fight well? So then after, after they say, after they okay it, they say, okay, it flies well, it fights well. Then they train the guys in the field on how to fly it and use it effectively. And then from there, it goes out through the rest of the, the active force. And so I say all I say that to say is when I got involved, it was like, okay, is crypto going to fly? I'm like, all right, yes, check. Is it going to do well? It's like, okay, yes, check. All right, okay, now that we got those two areas figured out, then all we got to do is tell people, Hey, look, we figured it out. It's a lot simpler now. This is what we do. This is how you do it. Um, so yeah, it is a lot easier than when I got started. It seems like even though you, you take your analogy a step further there after they uh, check off those two boxes and they, they, build, they have to build a prototype, then they have to fly it and then they have to approve it and then put it out the troops. Looks like, uh, you know, when they're bringing in our, the pools, they've already been flown and tested before actually they come in the door. Uh, is that the way you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Now, because this is technology, I know I know a lot of people can be uh, kind of scared of technology, but uh, technology is not going anywhere. It's it's more involved in our lives, and it's going to be more involved than ever before. And like I said, I saw this with the internet. I saw it with social media, uh, crypto. Like I said, I've seen it twice before. It, this is going to be more involved in our lives, whether people realize it or not. So. Uh, but we will, you know, that's one thing I like is the people and, and the be social, they'll, they'll help people, uh, you know, figure it out. Like the way I see it, we're like the instructor pilots. We know how to do it. And now we know how to train other people to do it. And then once we get up to speed, then they become the instructor pilots that teach the new generation. And, um, but yeah, it's crypto's the way of the future. It's not going anywhere. It, it's only getting started in, uh, I think it's paramount that uh, people realize that because uh, you don't want to get left behind. I've seen people that got left behind with social media and the internet, and it's I just don't want people to get left behind this time. Yeah, right. not when they have the chance to get in at like pretty much the beginning. Oh, and have as you said before, and have a group behind them uh, to uh, pilot training. Uh, that that really makes a difference. I. I've had people come to me and, and ask me about crypto and I'll start explaining uh, even small pieces of what we're doing and they, their, their head blows up, you know, it's kind of like say, what, <laughs> what do we, yeah, what do it's, mean? it's, <laughs> it's always better to do something with a group of people. I mean, I know I can be a loner sometimes, but man, it's just, it's just so much better to be doing something with people, a group of people, because there just comes a point, I don't know, at least in my life where, Okay, I like doing things by myself. I'm like, I, but there's a lot of things I'd rather do with people. There's just nothing that beats, you know, interact personal interaction with a group, especially a group of people that are going to go places. I mean, that's kind of hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Now, but what's your vision of uh, uh, cryptocurrency actually being used as a medium of exchange, much like a uh let's use the uh the four-letter word fiat <laughs> you know okay will so it replace, will it replace it what's your vision there okay yeah uh, quick answer yes and here's why all right so i actually have a finance degree i've got a minor in economics and i actually went back to school for accounting uh many years ago i i took the hours to be eligible to sit for the cpa exam but uh mm -hmm. i did not take it because i just like i've lost interest in wanting to take it but all that to say is in my economics course, one of my economics courses, they explain the how fractional reserve banking works with fiat currency. And it's a broken system. It's a house of cards. They explained it. They're not denying it. And uh, it's, it's not going to work because and the, the main fact, the reason why it doesn't work is because all people have to do is if a certain amount of people go to any bank any institution, and they want to say, I want all of my money right now, they will literally crash the entire world economy because all the money is loaned out. It's not in the bank where it's supposed to be. And it all started with literally the creation of fiat currency thousands of years ago, mm -hmm. because the risk of fiat currency was, I mean, just money in general was, okay, you're traveling across a large, vast, distance with all this money, what's the big risk? You know, you're going to get robbed, right? So what do they create? They create created banks or vaults to store all the money so you don't have to go everywhere 
carrying all this money. Well, the problem with that is, is the bankers of the vault guys, they realize, okay, people aren't going to take all this money. So why don't we issue more certificates than we have in, yeah. you know, reserve. And they started loaning those out and then they just got crazy with it. And then that's how you have, you know, banking systems today. Well, the reason why crypto is going to change that is because most cryptos that I know of, the supply is fixed, so you can't change it. So going back to the economics model that I learned in school, it was like, okay, if you can't change the supply, then the demand changes the price. So, and then the reason why I'm using that is because you can't change, like for example, Bitcoin, that's a fixed supply, regardless of what anybody says. It's going to take forever to get it mined out, but you can't change it. But you can change the demand for it, which is why you see the price go up and down. But right now, it's it's just keeps like going through the roof. Right. Um, so, and crypto is essentially what money should have been when money was first created. And that is to be able to send any amount of money to anyone anywhere in the world at any time. You couldn't do that with the first money that was created, but you can do that with crypto. And the reason why you can do that with crypto is because I, the guy who got me involved with Be Social, uh, we just, I just did it for like the fun of it. It's like, okay, I'm gonna send you something. I wanna see how fast you'll get it. And like, when I click send, I literally click the stopwatch. He literally had the amount in like 20 to 30 seconds. I mean, even, cash payment apps, if you send something like, I was at Venmo, you send somebody some money, they'll get it at least at the earliest the next day. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't be crypto. It's just, it's a fact. It's sorry. It's, I've done it. I've tested it. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's the money of the future. Yeah. I I totally agree. And things, we've also become a a class of people that uh, are expect things to, to happen right now. You know, it's a, we're not uh, we're not programmed to wait anymore like years ago. It would take, you know, take five days to get uh, to the next town, you know. And so, yeah, we're we're an instantaneous world and that that's where we are. So, yeah, like I said, that's where technology is mm-hmm. just right now. I mean, and it's not going anywhere and it's only going forward faster. So why would we as people in the society keep sticking with something that's an outdated model and an outdated system? I, 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 me personally, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, uh, I, it sounds to me like you're going to continue to put some money into cryptocurrency. Am I right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a given. Because like I said, I, I've seen this before. I've seen it twice. Uh, literally, within a few years of each other. Like I remember I was in high school when the internet was starting to take off. Mm. That was late nineties, like really right when the internet was starting. And then right. literally in 05, 06, when I was in college, I saw social media. I was like, mm-hmm. I knew they were gonna be big. I didn't realize how involved and how fast and it was going to spread around the world the way it did. Uh, If crypto is internet 2.0, it's going to be a lot bigger than both of these 
both of yeah. these uh, waves that I saw before. Uh, I, I agree entirely. As, as we come to the uh, end of this particular episode of the Swarm Unplugged, is there anything you'd like to uh, <clears throat> say to the folks that I will be watching, uh, you know, just some uh, hints or some uh, ideas or just some feelings? Yeah, just, you know, try to research crypto. I know there's a lot of information out there, but uh, it, it's it's coming whether people want to accept it, realize it or not, there's nothing they can do to stop it. Uh, so why not get involved in literally something that's going to change the world like the internet and social media did? Uh, that's the best advice I, I can tell people is like, I've seen it twice already. This is, and I knew, I, I see the signs. So it, it's coming, which is, it's not here yet. It's getting here, but it's, it's not quite here yet because a lot of people in the world still aren't, aren't involved with it. Get involved and hang on. Right. That's, that's oh a, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting, right <laughs> yeah. When this comet slams into the ocean and it creates a tidal wave, 1500 feet high traveling faster than the speed of sound. I'm making sure I'm getting my supersonic surfboard and I'm going to crave this wave. <laughs> and, and I hope Excellent. a lot of people uh, join us on this, uh, crazy ride. All right. Ed, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of the podcast. And I know everyone has, has learned a lot about who Ed King is and, uh, uh, hopefully they'll reach out to you because I know you're extremely helpful within the group. And I, I, I'm assuming that you're more than happy to help anybody that would, would uh, reach out your direction. So yeah, I'll thank- be happy to help anybody I can. Thank you for having me aboard. Uh, thank you so much. And and folks, that is, uh, again, an example of a, um, a community member that uh, has a lot of background, has a lot of knowledge, and, and the work that he's doing actually helps him understand crypto as well, if not better than, uh, than some of the rest of us, including myself. So be sure to join us on the next episode of The Swarm Unplugged. I'm Christopher Knight, and always remember to listen learn and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the B Social community. See you on the next episode.